Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, right, right. And and so, yeah, they hugged, and, and John said, I love you, son. And I was like, why'd you have to do that? You know, you just wouldn't prove me totally wrong. <laughs> I loved how bad that hug was, though. Like, it was so uncomfortable and awkward like like i don't come from a good family of huggers like we don't do it well like when i hug my dad and we do every time we meet it's not like hugging like grandma or someone you know you met people who are just great huggers like it's an awkward hug you can almost hear bones chunking off and that's what it felt like with john dutton (laughs) and casey which was on brand i think for john dutton he's not a practiced hugger by any stretch I am so excited for this episode today of the Dutton Rules because it's not like our normal episode. I have two guests with me today, or I guess technically two two fellow uh, podcast talkers or hosts. Anyways, I have Billy Dukes and Sterling Whitaker joining us today, and we are recapping season five of Yellowstone. So before I bring them in, just a real quick reminder, if you have any comments, thoughts, theories, we always are so game to read them and to honestly communicate back and forth. And you can even end up on this podcast. So staff at Taste of Country is where you can email us. And so let's go on and bring Billy Dukes and Sterling Whitaker in. We are greeting Yellowstone Season 5. Should it, This should be a juicy one. Hey, y'all. Hello. I'm a little, I was a little offended. She referred to us as guests. I guests. <laughs> Did you see how I stopped myself and then I tried to read? I was like, what? Wait, no, they're also ghosts. I'm here every day. I know, I know. That was so bad. So bad. Well, I was introing you so that my mind went straight into, and the guests are? No, you guys are more than just guests. I take that back. That's why my brain panicked and said talkers, which is also terrible. So fellow co-hosts. Talkers. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just, y'all, I'm just over here digging my own grave. Don't worry. If you don't hear from me, it's because I've gone into it. <laughs> but season five, let's get off of me. Spotlight off of me. I, I'm, mm. <laughs> I'm getting nervous over here. <laughs> season five. What a time, y'all. What a time. Are we in agreement that like what we just watched should be called season five and what we see next should be season six? Is anybody buying this part one, part two? sort of dialogue from the from the Yellowstone universe? I'm personally not. It's I, weird, I, right? I just kissed the air because I absolutely agree with you, Billy. This is season, uh, what is going to come in the summer is season six in my mind. Taylor can tell me something different, but my mind says, welcome to season six. I don't want to get too caught up in the semantics of it all, I guess, but it, it just sort of speaks to maybe a, a little bit of a lack of a plan that everybody can kind of get on board it's getting more complicated and and sterling you and i have talked about this kind of throughout the course of the season as they have more and more shows to develop it's clear that maybe not all the answers are in place from the get-go they're kind of making it up as they go which you know is the natural movement i think this is a season where the person who's writing this is to my mind is stretched 
you know, and doesn't have a clear focus on this one show. Yeah. Billy, you had asked me a question before, and I can't, I hope you can remember how you worded it. But I'd like to ask, I'd love for all of us to answer this question. You had asked me in one of the previous podcast episodes, was it like, what, who's my favorite character or who, like, character wise development have I really enjoyed watching? Do you remember roughly the question that you asked? I think I asked you something along those lines, like whose journey are you enjoying most this season? Like which character is sort of capturing mm-hmm. you for yeah, season so five? I'd, I'd love to turn that question to y'all. I mean, I will also answer it, but I'm nose going and not going first. <laughs> Who would Fair y'all enough. say was that for season five of Yellowstone? I'm enjoying, I guess, Kevin Costner and John Dutton's development, I guess, because he is, Going through something that we never really foresaw for him, he's softening in a weird way. You know, he's becoming more reflective. He's interacting with his kids in a real different way. We're seeing him with some emotional moments with Beth. We saw a thing, and Addison, you and I talked about this a while back, and I boldly predicted we'll never see Casey and John hug it out. And then it's like they... You know, it's like they watched the, uh, like they listened to the episode and said, oh, yeah. <laughs> Taylor's quickly <laughs> writing it in. <laughs> you know? yeah, right, right. And and so, yeah, they hugged and, and John said, I love you, son. And I was like, why'd you have to do that? You know, you just wouldn't prove me totally wrong. <laughs> I loved how bad that hug was, though. Like, it was so uncomfortable and awkward. Like, like I don't come from a good family of huggers, like. We don't do it well. Like when I hug my dad and we do every time we meet, it's not like hugging like grandma or someone, you know, you met people who are just great huggers. Like it's an awkward hug. You can almost hear bones chunking off. And that's what it felt like with John Dutton (laughs) and Casey, which was on brand. I think for John Dutton, he's not a practiced hugger by any stretch. Well, exactly. I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) If that scene had been one of those, you know, hugging your grandma, this beautiful embrace, Mm -hmm. we might, it might not have resonated the way that it, it actually ended up resonating, you know, where it just hits you even deeper because you're like, this is so awkward. This is not natural, but it's so tender, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it next and answer your question. I'm going to say Monica. Um, I feel like she has Mm -hmm. kind of developed fully now. And her path has been sort of a long, arduous one. Like at times and early in the show, I thought her character was flat Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't have great lines. The acting wasn't mm-hmm. fantastic. It's really developed and she's not nearly sort of that whiny character we had in the seasons like two and three. Now she's almost like the mature adult in the room. She has some wisdom she offers. Um, she's confident, which is unusual because she just went through such a tragedy. Like when she comes on screen now, I really find myself looking forward to it and paying attention. And I will say, yeah. well, as Y'all both know Monica was someone who was kind of like me consistently mm-hmm. throughout Yellowstone. And even the internet was me about Monica. Yep. But number one, not only sure. has she yeah. grown on me for those reasons, Billy, but I will say the internet, I can't say that the internet's done a 180 and said, yay, Monica, we love her. But it does seem specifically in the last few episodes of season five, it seemed like people were softening to her and weren't as hard of like, what is this character doing on this show? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's because we've seen Beth like soften to her on screen? Like Beth has almost given everybody permission to embrace Monica a little bit more. Mm, I maybe I think for me it's been more so 
I've seen Monica step up in ways that she hasn't before and kind of had conversation that conversation with Beth, which I guess technically would be, you know, us giving permission or her giving us permission to kind of like Monica. But I feel like just between, you know, the John and Monica scene where he was like, you know, I'm going to ask you instead of Casey because I know who, you know, runs things around here if you would stay. Right. Um, at the ranch and all that. And just the conversations that she's had have been really deep. I don't know. I just, I've liked the development of her character in that way. I don't know if it's because of Beth necessarily. I think Beth's conversation and those things with Beth were just like an added asset to me softening to her. She had the good conversation with summer as well about like, first she busted summer's chops about not peeling Mm -hmm. potatoes, but she also kind of told her a little bit about the history of it at the, when they were at the, the cemetery. Um, so, yeah, she has kind of had a lot of important conversations. It's a good point. Yeah. True. I'll go. Well, I guess there's no one else to go. So <laughs> naturally I'm going. Uh, I <laughs> really taking one for the team over here. Uh, I would actually have to agree with Sterling on his. So mine was also Kevin Costner, John Dutton. And I had that in my little grading, which we'll get to in a little bit um, of my kind of the pros of season five. I really enjoyed watching him kind of like Sterling said, I I saw more of an emotional, almost like true, like him as a father at the end of the day, you know, the emotion behind that and all that, where I've seen him more as, you know, the leader of the Dutton ranch and um, almost treat his kids a little bit like a business business, not business deal, but co-workers, let's say, where mm. especially the end, you know, right. between the awkward hug and just even that conversation with Monica, I felt like I was seeing him play a fatherly role in the emotions behind that, which I really enjoyed seeing and and I didn't necessarily expect. So one thing to that point, we've seen a number of flashback scenes with John, young John Dutton that show that like harsh side, like the harshest side of him. So I think that kind of helps accelerate that sort of yeah. what we see as sort of this transition in, to a softer man. It's because it's contrasted by Josh Lucas's John Dutton, who is who's a monster, really. <laughs> True. You know, speaking of flashbacks and softer side, do y'all think, and this is kind of just a hot take for what's to come in the summer, do we think the setting up of the Rip Beth flashback scenes, you know, their young love, Carter and his new bae are kind of similar on you know her little feistiness his little you know just young love do you feel like the flashbacks there and then the carter and his new girlfriend relationship coming going forward will bring out the softer more fatherly side and rip possibly i don't don't know if if that's in there (laughs) okay like (laughs) Billy's not sold on that. <laughs> no, because who would have taught Rip how to be soft? Like he's never had a, a role model that's shown that's, true. that's had any sort of softness or kindness. Like he's he's been nothing. It's been Bunkhouse Men and John and then Beth, who's like <laughs> the one woman in his life. So I don't know if yeah. it's in him. That was you're a fun sucker. Okay. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> you're not gonna see Rip cry, I don't think. It, Billy. No, probably not. Probably not. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done. Well, I want to know from y'all, as we went through, we did this for season four, season five, if you could give it a grade, A, B, C, D, A minus, what would y'all give it and kind of what were your pros and cons or why? You know, I want to like this season more than I do so far. Uh, I I give this a B. I feel like it's been an off season. It's been up and down in a way that other seasons have not been, I guess. there's There's been whole episodes that don't seem to serve a narrative purpose, you know. And then there's other episodes that a lot gets done and a lot gets moved forward. But uh, but we've had big wasted opportunities in some episodes this season, I feel. You know, I'll, I'll go next. It's interesting because in talking to Sterling, like I got at the sense that he was feeling more, he was harsher on the show than I was, especially episode eight, right before the break. Um, like you, you were, you seemed like you were really upset about how that kind of wrapped up and, and thought it was a bit of a mess. And, uh, I wasn't nearly as offended by how it wrapped up. But to me, it seemed like a mid season finale and not a, a season finale. So I, I didn't mind kind of how mm-hmm. it all kind of came together. That said, I'm actually giving it a, a harsher grade than you. Um, I, I'm going to give it a B minus. Mm, okay. And B is kind of for Beth in this instance. And, you think about kind of what has happened yeah. this season so far. It's almost overwhelming. Like John becomes governor. Casey and Monica lost their baby. Monica has been reinvented. Beth was in jail for a night. Um, there was this whole thing with the wolves. Sarah Atwood is involved. Uh, Bruce Alosis. Everyone's going to Texas. And it's like been eight episodes. And that kind of scratches the surface of it. And <laughs> right. some of those plot lines have been really good and interesting. Like I, I think like Beth getting in trouble, that was pretty cool. That was, that was fun. It was new. Uh, the development of Monica, like I said, I've really enjoyed. Um, and, and there's been a lot in the show that kind of taught us something about ranching and about native life. Like the, the uh, scene where Monica cuts her hair and like the whole funeral process that was really informative. I, I really enjoyed that. So that to me is what Yellowstone does at its best is it sort of in a way entertains, but it also sort of teaches about different cultures, but there's just too many loose threads. Mm-hmm. I mean, Beth had Jamie nailed to the floor, that whole yes, ma'am scene. And then she just seems to have totally forgotten about him because after that, she wasn't anywhere near him. She, she had no idea where he's living. Like you would, she, she was a terrible babysitter. Right. Um, the biggest one has to be her realizing that Sarah Atwood is not her real name, but then never went anywhere. Like right. that seemed like a really big thing to follow up on. Right. But nothing. And I, and I think there was some more. I mean, specifically two episodes. I think it was episodes four or five or five or six that were just so Beth heavy with the summer fight. And everything Beth said was uh, was looked like it, sh- it was meant to belong on a T-shirt. Those to me were like really, really low points, <laughs> like D-level episodes um, that mixed in with maybe a couple of a few A's and uh, a couple solid B pluses. So that's how I get to B plus. Uh, as far as everybody going to Texas, that seems like a kind of a stretch, but I'm I'm willing to give, I'm willing to be patient to see how this whole Texas sort of narrative plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have what B plus B minus, right? So far. I, I gave it a B. Yeah, B. Okay. Yeah, I'd say I came up with at first I 
had a minus. And then the more I was looking kind of at my pros and cons, I ended up switching it to a B. And so here's what I, I loved about this uh, season or this first part of this season is number one, I loved the potential setup for the hitman to kill the, the, the theory that I had of how we potentially have a setup for right. summer to end up being killed when the hitman thinks that it's best. So that alone, I was like, mm, I'm here for this. If this is what this is going to be and loved how we kind of ended on that. I really enjoyed seeing character development from relationship wise from Casey and John, like I kind of mentioned earlier, Casey and Monica, I think with the losing of the baby, I got to see Casey, maybe his more relational side, you'd say when it comes to, their marriage and um, just even him as a father with Tate and how he was, you know, having those conversations. And I just really enjoyed them. Um, And then also Monica and Beth loved seeing that relationship uh, towards the end where she, Beth opened up to Monica um, about her baby and um, you know, all the above. And so, or or Monica opened up to her and just that really sweet scene that they, um, exchange. So I enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed, I feel like this season, you know, Bunkhouse last season was a lot of drama. And this season, I felt like it was Mm -hmm. more, it was kind of the reprieve from everything else where it was kind of the one space that I was like, oh, okay, a Bunkhouse scene. You know, it's uh, other than I guess the, the original, the first episode where they ended up at the bar and that, you know, all hell broke loose. But it was a really sweet, like I enjoyed those moments that we got to see of the bunkhouse, them being cowboys, the Abby and Ryan romance. I really enjoyed that. Uh, but the cons for me were I was so over the Beth and Jamie drama, kind of similar to what you said, Billy, of at some point I was going, mm-hmm. all right, we are just wringing this towel dry. Like, uh, I get it. Like, can we, it, let's just put some good therapy on it. And, you know, a lot of these issues could have been fixed. Like, now we're just dragging this out for what feels like no reason. Um, I just got a little tired of that. And even the governor drama and John, you know, clearly we know that he is not wanting to be in this role to really truly be governor. Um, I felt like we just spent a lot of time on those two topics where I felt like there was a lot, there was a lot less drama of people taking over the Dutton ranch and more drama. What I put down is I put more emotional drama rather than land drama, which is, which is fine. I just think I would have kind of liked maybe 50-50 where mm-hmm. there were many episodes similar to what Sterling said where I just felt like we – like it almost just felt like we needed an episode. So here's just some random stuff to talk about. Like we didn't necessarily – like if it hadn't been there, That's right. I wouldn't have lost sleep over it. So I'm giving it a B. I, I think if like the show – like at a certain point watching this show, like you accepted that certain things happened because there'd be a payoff as to why they happened down the right. line. But I think that kind of um, – they've kind of lost sort of that sort of trust because there were some scene, scenes from season four that never paid off down the line. Yeah. Um, so now things like True. Sarah Atwood not being your real name or even the Beth and uh, Summer fights – which, by the way, if, if Summer had nine years of Jinzitsu, she would have mopped the floor with Beth. I mean, it right. wouldn't have even been a That's floor. right. This was not That's a, right. a realistic <laughs> Are you scene. But, you know, well-versed in that, Billy? <laughs> uh, there's just a lot of comments about it and, and, and um, social media and such. But 
it, yeah. You know, I I can't trust that that's going somewhere. That ultimately I'm going to go. Oh, okay. This is why that needed to happen. Like, right. It's um, you know, it's a, a trust thing a little bit, and that's been eroded a little bit this season, and to a smaller extent last season. Yeah. I have a question. Ooh, tell me. What's your Who is everyone's favorite new character? For me, I guess it's Sarah Atwood. She's just interesting, you know, and you don't know where she's. Uh, you still really can't tell if she's really into Jamie or if it's all just a manipulation, you know? Yeah, I think I think I'm leaning towards manipulation, but you're right. It is there yeah, is still I'm, that sort I'm not of on the love, probably. I'm so. not on the love boat train by any means. I call some <laughs> BS <Right>. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like um, John's assistant, Clara. Every time she's on screen, like I kind of smile because she just seems like a mm-hmm. solid chick. Like you would want to have beers with her, and like she, she takes care of her business on both ends. Like. I like her. Like even John's like, you know what? We're staying at my place. Pack a bag. She's like, okay, packing a bag. She's ready to go. She's up for anything, that girl. Yeah. Billy, you took mine. You saw my hands fly oh, up in the air. That was also mine. <laughs> because I really, specifically why I say yeah. that is the moment that she really got me was when she was like, I'm going to go with you guys on this horse, on the um, mm-hmm. the branding cattle journey. And she held her own. And even John was like, uh, have you done this before? And she was like, heck yeah. But yeah, I didn't see that coming. So I was like, man, she can hang. She can hang. I like her. Right. Teeter's pink bear is a close mm-hmm. second for me. I really liked that but bear. But she's not a new character. Oh, you like the bear? Or I'm just going to say, Teeter's not yeah, a new bear. character. No, the bear. The bear, yeah. <laughs> the bar. The bear. I don't know. I don't know where I saw this, but someone like there was like an outtake <laughs> or something or like maybe a, a, shot, a picture from the set of it was a picture of Lloyd sitting next to the pink bear and he had like its arm around the pink bear kind of oh, hugging funny. it. <laughs> it was just Aww, the most bizarre thing funny. in the world. <laughs> I really love, well, this is, they're not new characters, but I did really like, I was so here for, which I guess technically we don't know if this romance will continue, but Abby and Ryan romance. I just enjoyed mm-hmm. it, but actually I really, I, I take, well, yes, I enjoyed that, but the relationship that really sent home for me was Colby and Teeter specifically right before she's about to go off to Texas and Colby's, you know, going out after her and she goes, I love you. Which sounded like she was gasping for breath, but well, yeah. the, all that aside, <laughs> I was like, are we on the Titanic scene where you're about to go into the ocean? <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> but I really enjoyed that. I hope we, I hope we see more of them. I could do, I mean, I love a, a Jimmy Emily moment, but I think I could do away with him and say, okay, let's have some more Colby Teeter. That I love mm-hmm. you reminded me of like Jerry Maguire. You complete me. <laughs> Maybe that's where she took the notes from. <laughs> that's what she was Possibly. watching the night before yeah. that scene. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, Sterling, I've been wanting to ask you. There's some rumors going on with good old Kevin Costner, and if he's leaving the show, if he's not... 
I know you're well-versed in this entire topic, so I would love for you to kind of shed some light on what on earth is happening. Well, you know, early on I predicted that my big bold prediction is that his character would die mm-hmm. this season and he would leave the show. And um, and I'm going to stick with that um, because I think I can mount a case for that. Um, Kevin, in recent interviews, has refused to confirm another season on his part. You know, he was asked straight out and he didn't say he wouldn't be back, but he didn't say he would. Um, he said in an interview recently that he only ever intended to do one season and every season since then has been an add on basically, you know, um, on top of that, he is very, very distracted. We know that right now he's, um, he's directing and producing, and I believe even starring in a big giant multi-part feature film called horizon right now. And, um, you know, we've had reports from I, what Lainey Wilson said and also Orly Gottesman, who plays uh, uh, Haley, the love interest for Carter, also said they've never even met him. Mm. You know, uh, whereas past seasons, people were saying he spent so much time on the set and would go around and shake everybody's hand every day. He's barely there. They're flying him in and flying him out just to do his scenes and get out right. of there, basically, you know. So clearly his attention is very, very diverted, you know? Um, So for those kind of facts, just on the ground, I think pretty clearly he's not as invested as he has been in past seasons. And I think that that will lead to him going. Uh, On top of that, it seems like they're subtly trying to wrap the character to me. You know, we were talking earlier about how, um, the character has become more reflective. We saw scenes with him and Beth where he's reflecting on her mom and, you know, memories that he doesn't want to share and that sort of thing. We've seen him reflecting on, uh, I have one kid. What did he say? I have one child that I pity one that I regret and one that I envy. And then there's Beth whom I, I envy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then we see the thing with him and, and Casey where he says, I love you, and they hug it out and that kind of thing. It just seems like I almost wonder if he's not aware of his mortality. I wonder if he's not sick and just isn't saying so, you know? Interesting. Hmm. Can't, cancer returned yeah. or something along those lines? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. That would be a, a bummer of a way for him to die, though, wouldn't it? Cancer, like if he if he doesn't die violently, I'm gonna be bummed. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing the tell, there's not more blood and guts. Well, I mean, kind of. I <laughs> <laughs> right. If, I mean, if he just dies naturally, I feel like that's not fitting of how he should die. It's almost like, and I haven't watched all of this series yet, Breaking Bad, but like I'm imagining if Walter White dies, it's gotta be bloody Mm -hmm. and deadly he just can't the cancer can't return and just take his life or some some degree but right i got you don't spoil the ending for me i'm only through season three on that by the way (laughs) Um, oh okay i i i I, I see all your points there's not one big 
red flag or one big sign, but there is sort of the water does seem to be all be flowing in in one direction. And I don't think that's just a lot of speculation or sort of trying to make up make up things. Um, there's there seems to be a lot of validity mm. to what you're saying. Yeah. Do you think he dies then at the end of season five, like season five, part two? I I think so, because I just don't see another season in this for him. You know, he's got there's more than just Horizon uh, that he's doing. He's yeah, also co-producing a film with Morgan Freeman. Am I right about that? Dang. Uh, something like, that. yeah, he's got a lot of irons in the fire. You know, the, the truth is the heat from this show has reignited his career. And in, in it's brought more attention to him than he's had in a decade. And he's toward the end of somebody's working lifetime. You know, he's within five to 10 years of normal retirement age. So uh, at some point, you're going to prioritize your own thing over somebody else's thing that you're just acting in, you know. And so that's part of my reasoning that he'll he'll depart. Well, shows have gone on without the stars before. The Office lasted another couple of seasons, I think. That was the, the most obvious example. Um, but I guess there's probably been a few others. Um, mm -hmm. Roseanne, after Roseanne left on uh, the remake, the Connors continued to exist. Right. I mean, Yellowstone's a little bit higher caliber of a television program than the Connors. But the <laughs> point <laughs> remains that the transition can be made. Um, could the show go on another two seasons, three seasons without them? Maybe not I could three see seasons. one I think to two could, seasons, possibly. Yeah, I I could see one season because you you still have enough dramatic mm -hmm. characters. You got Beth, you got Rip, you've got enough things going on that I think you could. I would still watch. Mm -hmm. That would be a mm -hmm. hot mess of a season, wouldn't it? I mean, that would just be just just in terms of like loose plot lines and, and Beth just off or rocker. Like I feel like that would just be one wild season. Mm -hmm. I could picture it though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I st I'm still sticking to who did I say was going to die at the end of this season? Did I say Jamie? Well, yes, but we also kind of marinated on Lloyd. Mm -hmm. I'm That's not so true. hot on Lloyd. Yeah. You know, we, we marinated on Lloyd for a lot of the same reasons that Sterling makes about Kevin Costner's uh, John Dutton, just the reflectiveness of Lloyd's character, but I'm not as sold on Lloyd dying at this point. His role has been kind of really diminished this season. Um, but the Jamie Beth fight, That's that true. has to come to That's a head true. with someone dying. Well, and really, if we're just going back to kind of the little Easter egg of the promo graphics that we've seen in the past, you know, 1883, Elsa wasn't there. And in this, you right. know, Yellowstone, Jamie isn't there. So I, I would think Jamie, just if we are going off of the track record there, I just want to know what happens with this hitman, mm -hmm. y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm curious to see is when the four sixes show starts to kind of intersect with the Yellowstone. Like it seems that's why they're going to Texas to kind of introduce that. I almost half expect the four sixes show to kind of yes. come during this break, but we mm -hmm. haven't heard anything that that's going to happen. But I really have no idea what that show is going to be about. Like all we know is it's at the four sixes ranch. They do a really good job down there. It seems like, but like, what's that program? Like, what's the seed of that drama? Because it doesn't seem like there's a, a land fight or anything natural happening that to build a show around. So what are we talking about? The, oh, I didn't think the about beef that. packing industry? <laughs> Honestly, maybe. <laughs> it can't just be guys riding around, right? It's no, going to be solely <laughs> focused on Jimmy and his love life. 
Yeah, that'd be boring, oh, boy. actually. Right. I mean, it can't, you know, it can't be that. So it needs another star. Like, I, we need a, a big name on that show, I feel like. Is it essentially, it's going to be on the Paramount Network, not just Paramount Plus. So, this is essentially, I think, going to be the show that they hope replaces Yellowstone. Interesting. Hmm. I thought they said 2023 for four sixes, but um, we still got time. Well, plenty of time, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hate to point out the obvious. We are in January, so we are in January. <laughs> <laughs> There's How do we feel about 1923? I'm enjoying it, and that's a very rare statement considering I did not like 1883. I'm really liking 1923. I'm here for it. I have a question for you, Addison. Hmm. Hit me. <laughs> okay, so last year was our first year doing the podcast, and we did a lot of video, and we you dutifully watched 1883 week to week and put on a nice smile about the show, and you know we didn't say a lot of mean things about the show. I'm like a one to ten, like one, you just it was a chore. You hated it, like you hate a, a, an ex boyfriend who cheated on you, and ten, <laughs> you loved it. Like what was it for you? How painful was all of that? It was a five. Yeah. I'm giving it a five. I just, and I think this is, like, 1923 has a lot of death in it, but let's be real, 1883, I mean, every single episode, I was like, oh, there goes another pivotal character. Oh, there goes someone else. Oh, all right. Like, there was just so much death where I genuinely, I, after the episode, I was like, let me turn on something funny or happy or you know, where it just, it was just, <laughs> it was just heavy. But at the same time, I really enjoyed watching Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, um, you know, their characters. So that's why it didn't go lower than that. Sam Elliott, you know, really enjoyed them. But it was, yeah, it was just the heaviness where at least 1923 has some, oh, sorry, there goes my washer. <laughs> Laundry's done. Uh, <laughs> where 1923, <laughs> where 1923, has a little bit more joy like you know they go into town yeah. and we're watching you know mm -hmm. the new and cool things like washer and dryer or sorry dryer was not there yet washer come around and a fridge come around i was like oh these are cool you know monumental things in history with lace with some death but man 1883 yeah it, it got a good old five for me because after i was like mm, either i need to be sponsored by kleenex at this point or i just need a good rom-com to turn on after the show yeah. But you loved it. Was, well, I, I did love it. But every time yeah, you're kind of, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, and, and by the way, I didn't really understand the degree to which I was torturing you by making you watch. But there was, <laughs> every time there was joy in 1883, they killed it. There was. That's true. Um, That's true. Ennis killed him. Elsa killed her. Um, uh, everybody who, got, who brought you some sort of smile short of. Faith Hill when she got drunk with Rita Wilson. Like, okay. right. that was the one joy right. that survived. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and look, in 1923, jo no, I'm a, Jacob, but there's too many J's here. Jacob doesn't, you think that he dies? In 1883, he probably would have died, but mm -mm, right. he lives. Right. You see? Like, yeah. we're already on a, on a better road. On an upswing. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see how it ends. Let's see how it ends. Staff at tasteofcountry.com is the uh, email address. That's where we do questions, comments, answers, and corrections. No Q&A this week as we have a, a little bit of a different kind of episode, but we'll bring that back. And we'll also bring back trivia um, in the next week or, or maybe after 
1923 returns, which is on February 5th. That's when we get episode five. Well, thanks, y'all. That was Billy Dukes and Sterling Whitaker, my co-hosts on yeah. the Dutton Rules podcast. That's right. Or talkers, like I said in the beginning. The Dutton Rules podcast is another juicy Townsquare Media podcast. Thanks, y'all. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.